Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your host Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Feels like we just did this. Oh. Seasons change, days go into night, and nights into days, Nick. You a fan of uh, the song Hazy Shade of Winter? You know who sings that? I guess that's a trivia question. Uh, am I a fan of the song? I guess not. Is it the uh, Turtles? I think that's the original, yes. Oh, what a pull. Yeah, and I, I believe right. it was remade by the Bengals. Yes. That, which is the version you just heard. Be- better version. Better version. Yes. Hey, she- I love the Bengals, and I especially love the fact that their best song was written by Prince, as many people's best song. Who did she marry? Ooh. Let's see. What? She married like a director, somebody like a big-time producer, somebody not like famous to the people, but big in show business. I'd imagine. God, I wish I could even remember her first name. It's it's like right on the tip of my tongue. Absolutely right on the tip of my tongue. Um, for fuck's sake. I cannot uh, even get a first letter on her name, but I can picture her. Uh, uh, it's like Christine or something? No, it's like uh, Su- Suzanne, Suzanne something. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, Suzanne. Um. Uh, Susanna Banana Rama. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's, All right. That's Ta- the difference. Ta- yeah, time to cheat. Let's see. Uh, Google the Bengals. Oh, Zach Taylor. Okay, so that's the guy. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. It's totally the wrong Bengals. That's the NFL team. Um, <clears throat> Susanna Hoffs. Susanna Hoffs. Susanna Hoffs. Susanna Hoffs. Yes. So who, who did Susanna Hoffs marry? She is still a singer. Oh, I was all over it. American filmmaker. Jay Roush? Yeah, he, he's Austin Powers. Oh, yeah, okay. Meet the parents, meet the Fockers. Bingo. Yep. Yeah, Movie they're, maker. they're baddie, man. I tell you, the Bengals were, were fantastic. One of, yeah. one, of my, uh, one of my guilty pleasures from the 80s of many. All right, well, welcome, folks, to episode 198 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Two away from the Big 200, which you'll be probably getting in rapid fashion before the end of February. Uh, Nick, welcome to the show. It's good to be back with you. you. Another long week in between, as we just uh, remarked. What do you have for me in the way of trivia this week? I will let you start the show, my friend. Okay, getting right to it then. All right, see if you know this one. I think this is one that uh, is not going to maybe be as easy as you think right away. But anyway, here we go. They never are, Nick. Dot com. Dot com is short. For what? For what? Dot com is short for what? What does the com in dot com stand for? Okay, so it's it's this is this is one of those things that I know the answer to, and I also know what ninety five percent of the people out there will make the mistake of. All right, because right. that's what I was of the ninety-five percent. Because right. when I saw this, I was like, 
so, so, so the instant mode is to say dot communication, right? Dot yes. com dot yes, communication. But it actually is yeah. not, Nick, because as a as a communications major who used com all the time. Correct. It, right. Yeah, but I, I thought it was for dot communication. So I, I I've read like books on the history of the internet and and it actually is the listing originally for commercial applications. Dot gov was not government, it. and it was dot commercial, not dot communication. So, as yep. any gov any company, was commercial. any company would be a dot com, and any government agency would be a dot gov, and any uh, organization would be a dot org. And it was not based on uh, communications because. Uh, but yes, I, I I am aware of that. But that is an awesome call out and a great trivia question. And I'm sad that I have. Yeah, never I done couldn't it. believe 25 years into this dot com thing, and I was like, I didn't know that was for commercial. I was very surprised. Yeah, everyone's going to say communication, unless folks, you listen to the Quizzo Trivia Podcast <laughs> on a weekly know. basis, then you will know uh, what they taught me at fancy IT school. Okay, uh, I'm going to go right back at you, uh, Tech. This is this is uh, serendipity. This is uh, you know perfect here. What programming language Nick is named after a British comedy show? What programming language? Programming language? Language. There's an extra hint for the masses. But not for you. After a British comedy show? Correct. You could start there because I want to. There's one. There's one British comedy show that stands out above all others, which would be Monty Python's Flying Circus. Ah, Nick. Now, do you know any programming languages that use any of those words? Python. Ding, 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 ding. You got it, man. Python is not named after the snake. It's named after Monty Python. That's insane. Isn't that fantastic? Because there's something else in the computer world that takes its name from Monty Python's Flying Circus. Well, Toad the Wet Sprocket, their name is from Monty Python's Flying Circus. That was a line. I mean in the computer computer world. Uh, Let's see. The name for unwanted things in your mailbox. Oh, 404. Or spam. No. Spam. Spam. Yep. That gets its name from Spam-A-Lot. Spam-A-Lot, yep. Yeah, You're right. that, that song Spam. That's amazing. So, yeah. Monty Python leaving Monty their Python? cultural such legacy. Such an input on... Uh, yeah, today's tech. I don't, know, right. I don't know any comedian. I, I also don't know any comedian that doesn't talk about them as a reference growing up. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 revered as ultra legendary. Like Saturday Night Live's original cast said they were all huge fans of Monty Python. You know, every basically every sketch comedy premise. Uh, is... Think about what do you think about comedy, right? When you think about the funniest movies, I, I was to me it's the '80s were the funniest movies. No question. And like those early '80s movies, like Stripes. Like, nothing is funny before Monty Python's Holy Grail. Like if you go any earlier than that. Like, can you think of a like a comedy from the '60s or the early '70s? So it was like a different world, but there was like, like Jerry Lewis stuff, like the Nutty Professor, and like uh, Abbott and Costello stuff. But it's not my brand of comedy, right? It's it. I get why it's funny. It's just not funny to me. 
Right, but I can't imagine present-day comedians being inspired by that. Well, of- I mean, look, Abbott and Costello, their whole shtick was like two grown-ass adult men's that acted and talked like they were eight years old and didn't understand anything, right? So people laughed at that. That was funny, you know? Well, but- you know what? Because people probably didn't... I, I imagine probably sarcasm wasn't as prevalent back in those days. And people took themselves very seriously. Very back seriously. Then. Still so, do. So, you know, just to watch people make fools out of themselves. Like, even if you go listen to Lenny Bruce, who was, like, considered the stand-up comedian pioneer, like, his stuff's not... You don't listen to it and just go, oh, my God, this guy was like, you know, like Richard Pryor. Like, it it evolved from some of the riffs he went off of on these, like, insulting tangents, but it's not, like, firmly put together. I just don't think the style had evolved yet, right? Stand-up comedy hadn't evolved yet. It was all borscht belt, you know, sticky one-liner, sticky one-liner jokes. You know what I mean? Take yeah, my wife, those, please. Those Catskills, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedians, one-liners. Right. My wife is so old. How old is she? You know that that type of stuff. So it's it just evolved, and then it became you know George Carlin started telling stories, right? Where it wasn't just one-liners; it was like these incredible verbal, uh, just obliterate. Like when his early stuff, man. You know, it, like we started talking about like uh, words, and he would just go so fast. Uh, through this whole thing, it was it was clearly a memorized piece. It took it to a completely different level, right? It wasn't just this sort of impromptu conversation anymore. It was like this really well thought out act. So there's there's a lot of evolution, but yeah, you're right. I mean that that early part of the '80s, some of the best of Animal House, like oh, you know John Landis and and Hughes and right. So you know, that's what I say. Like when I think of funny, I just to me the earliest funny thing is Monty Python. Like yeah, that I loved Holy Grail. I loved Holy funny. Grail. Yeah, that that's probably the best one. Yep, absolutely. All right, what do you got for me? Real quick, do you watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? No. Okay, because there's a character in the show who is, is Lenny Bruce. It's actually, she's not a real person, but Lenny Bruce is in the show. Oh, awesome. And he's great. The actor's great. The character's great. But when he does his stand-up, it is not funny at all. Like, in the show, he's not funny at all. I will so I will play for you his stand-up. I did not. Like I, I wonder if in the show they're taking his real stand-up routines. It's possible. And Listen, them. it's like it's almost like a complaint against the system kind of routine, yeah, and just like it's it. a it's the a real system. Yeah, it's. I a, know it, he was like arrested a bunch of times for using profanity in public. Yeah, it, 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 it's like show. very snarky observations that are very that push the boundaries, right? So it's just that's you know I've listened to his routines, man. I'm telling you, it's not for everybody but i could understand where people took that and said okay but then, like, uh, now it's long Richard form prior it was like that's the beginnings of like eddie murphy and what we're used to 100 like, well i would say george carlin is the guy that's the guy okay. that took the format and turned it into something completely different than what it was and then then richard Pryor built off of that and eddie murphy built off of that and chris rock built off of that you know, and Dave Chappelle built off of that, and then there's a lot of other guys in between who have done really interesting things. But like, it, I think a lot of it is just George Carlin. You know, he he did, he did it all. Sebastian built off of that. Yeah, I love those guys. I love Sebastian Maniscalco. Um, all right, so Nick, this is. Uh, are you asking me a question? I think you got one for me, right? Uh, yeah. Did I ask the last one? Because I just asked Python. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll get one for you here. Um. All right, fifty-fifty is chicken fried steak, chicken or steak? It's steak. I've had it. It's, it's steak prepared in the same way it's as you would fried chicken. Fried chicken. Yeah, that's correct. It's fried steak. 
Yeah, it's delicious. Keep I've had it with I've, I've had it, it with like gravy and mashed sucks. potatoes. That's how you gotta do it. You gotta right. Do it's it a with cheap steak fried. Then, <laughs> let me yeah. let me let me this be steak, clear. This, this steak is tough. Yes. Let's cook it like we cook our chicken. That's correct. It's delicious. That's fantastic. It makes me want that right now. I don't gravy know. Gravy does it. Yeah. Put gravy on it and mashed potatoes on top of that. You won't even know what's underneath. Is it chicken? Is it steak? I'm not sure. That that's my wheelhouse because it has been in my belly. Um, Nick, what was the number one selling prescription drug of the 1990s? Viagra. Yes. <laughs> number one called, with a little I blue bullet. You. Yep. Well, that's just... So wait, it causes blindness, <laughs> but my crank will work. I'm in. I'll Where do I it. sign up? How much can I get? <laughs> I may have this symptom, but... My liver me- might fail, but my crank will work. <laughs> Okay, I'm in. I'm taking it. I'll trade the crank for the liver. <laughs> Making that's I remember amazing. Here there was like a crisis in the NFL because they didn't have uh, the drug companies selling Pfizer anymore. What was the other one called? Cialis. Cialis, right? Didn't they both go uh, generic, generic in the yeah. last year or so? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So what do they? What do you do now? You go to Roman.com, I guess, and, and order forhims.com or, for, for or Roman.com. Isn't Snoop Dogg's company forhims.com? <laughs> is that, is that That's what, you... what I hear him advertising all the time. He's like, listen, I don't need it, but if I did, this is where I'd get it. <laughs> okay? is, is that good for his brand? <laughs> well, he's no, the, the commercial is, listen, I don't know nothing about wanting this or needing this. I'm just letting you know this is what some of you might need. Okay, <laughs> Not my problem, but I'm here to help you. <laughs> so I like the approach. You know I what I mean? There was a race race car driver that drew the drew, drove the Viagra car for a while there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of race car drivers transitioning to sports, did you happen to hear uh, who made headlines with his engagement announcement? Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Do you happen to know who Aaron Rodgers is engaged to now, Nick? I do. I'm actually a huge fan. Shailene Woodley. Is yes, I believe they were introduced by Aaron's ex-girlfriend. Ooh. Well, I did hear something about that they were in Tahoe together in last April. <laughs> yeah, and that and it, Aaron and uh, Danica broke up uh, right after that. Well, uh, perhaps you know why. Supposedly, like Danica's big on this astrologer, and the astrologer <laughs> did a reading for Aaron. And then Shailene Woodley did a reading with this astrologer, and then the astrologer introduced them. So, interesting. It was in the stars, Nick. <laughs> like you imagine, you're like, why can't you just not introduce it? But I don't know. That's uh, that's interesting. Shailene Woodley. So yeah, I didn't see the MVP speech, but did that seem like an odd time to announce that? Yes, I did. I did think it was an odd time to, to lay that bombshell. All right, uh, let's get into real sports, Nick. I got a true or false for any, you. Does it have any scent of, like, Mike Piazza on you with this whole thing? Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. Because I'm getting a lot of that feedback. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. It's like just trying to force it on you a little bit heavy. A little bit heavy. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit like My wife. Hey. Right, right. A L- little bit. A little mm, bit. It's an Alec Baldwin moment. You should see this woman. She is special and so, so Spanish. Um, Nick, true or false, breakdancing is now an Olympic sport. Oh, God, no. There's no, there's no way. Have we gotten to this point? 
have we gotten to this point? I mean, listen, uh, you know how I work with these things, right? They either have to be absurd, but you've got to, <laughs> but you got to think about it. I know okay? this is right on the edge here. It sure is, Eternity isn't it? Is just one of my favorite ones to it, do. It's just beyond absurd. Uh, wouldn't I have heard this? Like, because this is not something that I would have seen and not remembered. You know, like a lot of times, you breeze by a headline. But we're adding break dancing to the Olympics. And like what country would even want that? Is break dancing sweeping you don't, the listen, world? You don't know the United States break dancing team and their incredible work? No. Nope. I haven't even heard of break dancing since the eighties. Remember people used to take like a cardboard box? Well, oh, there God. were listen, there was uh, I mean, uh did people break dance at your high school? When you were in high school. That was in the 90s. No. The I 90s. watched movies about breakdancing in the right, 80s. Did anybody breakdance in your high school? Uh, absolutely not. I've never once witnessed a human being breakdance. That was about 10 years before me. Right? I was in the high school in the 90s. That was like 85. in high school in the mid-90s, and nobody... What are the two greatest breakdancing movies of all time, Nick? Breakin' and Breakin' 2. Electric Boogaloo. Shotgun, everybody. I'm gonna say false. It is not an Olympic sport. Oh, you got job, Nick. It's an Olympic sport coming in 2024. They just voted it in. What are they doing to us, Nick? Break dancing dancing in the Olympics, Nick. Sebastian Manigalco's got to look at the. What are they doing? And they got the Olympics. I gotta watch. I gotta watch. watch the Olympics. I gotta watch people. Breakdancing on what television for gold medals, and my taxpayer dollars are funding it. Does oh. that sound like a Sebastian Amount account? I think it was pretty good. I think I is got it, that kind of in there. Is it synchronized breakdancing? Because that's the other thing. Oh, if you're doing the breakdancing at the exact time as somebody else is doing it, maybe, like, okay, that's impressive. Like, if you're going at a speed, and the other person's going at a speed, and you're in sync... I mean, well, besides that, <clears throat> December 7th, 2020, breakdancing became an official Olympic sport on Monday. The International Olympic Committee's pursuit of urban events to lure a younger audience saw street dance battles officially added to the medal events program at the 2024 Paris Games. So, yeah, synchronized street. It's street battles. It's basically like uh, what's that movie that that the. Uh, yeah, oh, with the fellas. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's the, uh, you know, um. Is that what you're talking Step about? Step up or, or, or there's there's Pitch like a, perfect. No. I'm talking uh, about the uh <laughs> the real one, not like the knockoff. Step up? Yeah, yeah the you you know the one where they do the uh basically with breakdancing right. battles. I, I'm sure it happened. yeah, okay. I don't know, I don't remember that one, but I don't know what the hell's going on, Drew. It's you know it, what's the worst thing is it, this is it's called be You Got Served. Oh and then there is Step Up. Those are both different movies. And there's Step Up 3. And then there's West Side Story. So that's more my list. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, mm. yep, that's uh, that's what you got to look forward to at the Olympics. I'm sure you're excited. All right, let's get to some sports here. Real sports? Yes. Not breakdancing? Uh, what do you think of uh, brothers' achievements in sports? What, what, what jumps out to you is, like, what's the number one brother achievement in sport hmm 
Okay, that's interesting. It's an interesting question. So I know there's some like famous tennis doubles brothers that have done like a million things, right? Boo. Uh, boo, that doesn't count for you? Yeah, I mean, if you, like if you said Venus and Serena Williams. Right, or I, sisters. I wouldn't think of, yeah. think of their doubles. I would think of their No, their singles career. Well, the yeah. Mannings, you know, Eli and Peyton. That's uh, a good one. Two number one overall. Overall picks, Super yeah, I mean, Bowls, that, Hall of Fame. Right Hall of Fame. Um, you know, Hall of Fame. Eli is not in the Hall of Fame. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. They're going to make that happen, unfortunately. Um, uh, 500 quarterback, or did he get back to 500? He got back to 500. He snuck in there and then got out one game over. I don't usually, like, I've never, like, made a sign. I mean, I guess when I was a kid, I made a sign that Dr. Case. He actually does have a substantially over 500 record if you count his playoff games, by the way. So it's not even close if you take the playoff wins. Well, he only won playoffs. He only won playoff games in two years of his career. Right, but it's the how only time he made it. He didn't lose either. Well, right, yeah. he didn't make it that much then. Right, so I think he has like a six and maybe a six and one record. In so the he went four and zero twice. Yeah, four and or playoffs, eight. Yeah, an eight, eight and one record. I think he might have lost one game. Oh, he had to go to the playoffs more than one other time. I don't know. I think he might have only went to the playoffs. Let's see. No, the Packers beat him. I remember. Um, okay, I'll get it. Playoff record. Eli Manning's playoff record is eight and four. So yeah, four. Yeah, so four times he went. Four times in the first round. Yep. So, yep. That's right. uh, so. I, I would say that's a good. one. I mean, that, that that's right at the top of the list. I, I would say more so. Isn't than, there a uh, hockey set of brothers, like, like? Uh, 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 not that I know. Of. Yeah, I know yeah. The, the Burrays, like the, the Burray brothers, like Vladimir and uh, Val or Valerie and uh, Pavel. Pavel. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, come on. I mean, it's just because there's two brothers that make it to the NHL. They were good. Isn't there a great record? Something like the the. The brothers with the most total points is Wayne Gretzky, and it's like brother Bill Gretzky, who's got like three points, like two assists and a goal. <laughs> he was in the there's NHL a, for like seven there, games. There's a record. There's a of, baseball record too, right? Yes, Isn't it like Hank Aaron and his brother record, or something? The most home runs are the Aaron brothers. Aaron brothers, right? <laughs> Hank Aaron. Hank's got them all, and yeah, right. Yeah, people yeah. think like, oh, the lose or right, 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 right. No, no, his brother played. He just didn't do anything. Yeah, right. So no, I mean that's the best I could give you is the Mannings. All right, so this is a brother achievement that I just think was overlooked because it, it's, you know, I think it's a substantial achievement. Anyway, here we go. What brothers were named back-to-back MVPs of Major League Baseball's All-Star Game? Hmm. So one brother one year was the MVP of the All-Star Game, and then the following brother the next year. So just say, the, the chances of being brothers, being in Major League Baseball, being... In the All Star Game, and then uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, incre- incrementally just <laughs> minuscule. Same so, like the Alus are the only brothers I could really think of that were all pretty good. Um, but I don't, I have no historical context for that. You just mentioned them. Um, well, I will say this happened like in our wheelhouse of time. Of yeah, the, yeah. It's not okay. something that happened, uh, you know, pre us falling. Damn, this is a great question because it really just. Usually something just flashes, right? I'm like, oh, these brothers, right? I, I got nothing. I got nothing that's coming out. That's a, this is just something that I believe was forgotten. Like, it's like this, this happened, and it got forgotten. I can give you a clue. You want a clue? Yeah, I'll take a clue. Oh, wait a minute. Um, no, no, no. Before I get a clue, are they catchers? Not both of them. Molina. 
Nope. Ah, oh, because there's oh, so many of those. Sure there's so many of those, and they're like like quad, and they're like three Molinas. <laughs> I don't know. How who who is the uh, the Cardinals uh, catcher? Molina. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got the right the right name. There's a Molina. Yeah. I so don't, I don't one of these guys is a catcher, and one of them isn't. Yes. Wow. I don't know. Who? You don't want a clue? Yeah, I'll take a clue. All right, I was at one of these all-star games. Ooh, we were at a lot of all-star games, but if you were at it and I wasn't, it was Cleveland. Right. Yes, yes. Alomar? Yes. Sandy and Roberto? Yep, Roberto Alomar and Sandy Alomar, back-to-back. Because if you remember, I went to nine all-star games after that. (laughs) (laughs) I went to almost every all-star game in the early part of the 2000s and late 90s after Cleveland. I didn't go with you and Scott. I stayed back. Your dad started that tradition. Yeah, right afterwards, right after you did that Cleveland run. Because I think that was 98, 97, 97. Yeah, I I went to the 99 all-star game. That was the first one. Then I did almost all of them in the 2000s. So that's crazy. That's a great one. Yeah, yeah. It, I I knew I forgot that the Alus are the one, and then the Alamars are one A, like the first brothers you got to go to. But yeah, weren't they both on the Indians at one point? Oh, well, I can't picture Sandy on the Indians, but doesn't mean that it didn't happen. I just can't I'm trying to picture him in that uniform. But I'm almost positive he was on the Indians. I can picture him in that uniform. Yeah, he spent, uh, dude, he was on the Indians from 90 to 2000. Ten years. There you go. <laughs> so, there yes, you go. The entire time. Yeah. Uh, Roberto was the one that went elsewhere after a while. He started on the Indians. Because that Indians team never won the World Series. They were That was the one that lost to the Marlins in seven games, right? Yeah, they should have. That was They should have won team. that. Yeah, it was the best team in baseball that year. They shouldn't have lost to the Marlins. It was a Didn't wild Sandy card team. Didn't start off, though, on the Padres? That's right. I remember Padres, being yep. on the Padres. 88 yeah. to 89 Padres, 90 to 2000 Indians, 2000, 2002 White Sox, then the Rockies, back to the White Sox, Rangers, Dodgers, White Sox again, Mets. And then as yeah. a manager uh, with the Cleveland Indians for a brief period of time. So, yeah, that's a awesome, awesome question. Okay, um, Nick, this is nuts, okay? What player started his career when Tom Brady was 30 and was just inducted into the Hall of Fame? Can you freaking think about that for a second? Yeah, I, I I can, but it's it's hard to like, cause I would say Gronk started his career after, right? Oh yeah, like a twelve years after, like a <laughs> decade after, he was part two of that whole thing. No, no, I'm saying after Brady was thirty. Right? Yes, Brady's, yes, right, right. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, so Gronk, if Gronk had retired four years ago, he would have just gotten into. He would have been a Hall of Famer. No question. Uh, Right, so you gave me the craziest statistic I ever heard in my life, which was Gronk had more touchdowns by 25 than Kelsey has today. Yes, yes. That's nuts. That's it's crazy. It's crazy. And they're the same age, which I, 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 that I didn't realize. I thought Gronk was two or three years older than Kelsey, but they're the, both 31. Yep. All right, so, you know what? This is a – this is – this is pissing me off because I saw the headline that like eight people were inducted into the Hall of Fame. And 
it annoys me that that many people get it, and like I was kind of annoyed by it, and I just was like, I'll deal with that later. And I did <laughs> look. Oh, you got to get look. better than that, man, because you know I'm going to be on top of it as soon as. Uh, yeah, but it was like something I figured I would see later. And again, my I only saw it the once, and my initial instinct was to be pissed off. Sure. That they're letting eight people in it. Like baseball let nobody in this year. Right. Baseball's yes. like not worthy. That's what I want. Yes, I want That's years of that. And then you're talking about Eli Manning getting into the Hall of Fame. Ugh. It's like, ugh. It's not the Hall of Fame anymore. It's going to be the Hall of Philip Rivers. Oh. Uh, so who started his career when Manning was uh, – not Manning, when Brady was 30 and just got inducted? That is, cr- that is crazy. And that – Unbelievable! That to me is like one of the nuttiest it's, things I've ever heard in my it's, life. It's just crazy. The guy's entire Hall of Fame career came and, and went after <laughs> Tom Brady was thirty years old, who just and won the Super Bowl again. To you gotta be four years. That's what I'm saying. It's insane. So he's got it's, a whole right. career and has been retired yes. for four years. Yes. That's if you do the math, he played nine seasons. In the NFL. So he got a nine-year Hall of Fame career. Is it a linebacker? No. Shit. Shit. Oh, man. Is it a running back? It is not. Wow. But it is an offensive player. So it's an offensive lineman? No. Oh my! Is it Calvin Johnson? It is Calvin Johnson. Oh my gosh, Calvin Johnson! He was thirty. Thirty when Calvin oh Johnson was a rookie. Thirty. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Calvin Johnson, it's, it's who feels like, like he's been retired forever. Johnson. I feel like they came in in the same year, almost. Like that's how old I, I think like of when Calvin I was Johnson. Calvin Johnson at Georgia Tech. I feel like I was still a boy, a little like, man. That's, that's how I remember that. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Unbelievable! Is that ridiculous? That is I was ridiculous. like, all right, that's to me. I've never heard of an example that kind of encapsulates the Brady situation quite as well as that. You no. know what I mean? There's the yeah, all time one of the greatest wide receivers ever, who felt like he played forever for me. Definitely the greatest of his generation. No, no question, right? Megatron, and he yeah. he was a blip in Tom Brady's career. Came in when he was 30, retired when Brady was 39. And is in the Hall. It's in the Hall of Fame now. And Brady's just won the Super Bowl again. The third favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. You're right. Put your money down, folks. If you think he doesn't want to get past Belichick now that he's won away, Belichick's the all-time winner with rings. I know that's a trivia question. I was saving for a different week, but he's the all-time oh, winner. He has eight. See, I, I, okay, and I saw Brady has more than any franchise, which makes sense. Right, but Belichick won two with the Giants as the defensive coordinator, and then six with the Patriots. So he's got eight. Brady's got seven. I don't even count that. I don't even count that. If you're on the staff, you get a ring. That's how it works. Do, yeah. do you want to hear something crazy? And again, it's free trivia. There is a quarterback from the Baker Mayfield draft class, two of them, that will now get Super Bowl rings. And I bet you a million dollars you can't name both. And one of them was not necessarily this year already. Oh, because they're backups? Oh, yeah. They're not They're not on the coaching staffs. No. Not coaching staff, players. Players drafted in Baker Mayfield's draft class as quarterbacks that have already won Super Bowls. Two of Just them. give them to me for sake of time. Right. Josh Rosen, 
was on the Bucks practice squad earlier this year. He's getting a no Super Bowl way. ring. Yeah. No way. Yep. And Danny Etling, who was the last quarterback drafted in the seventh round by Bill Belichick two years ago, converted to a tight end from LSU. He was uh, the backup for, uh, uh, what's his name? Joe Burrow. Wow. So, yeah. I can't ask any of that. You know what I mean? It's just conversation. Well, you could say which uh, player taking number was a ten overall. Yeah, or ten overall. Yeah, that that's gettable. Yeah, isn't that crazy? He might end up with a Super Bowl ring. I don't know how the rules work. I don't know if he was there long enough because he got signed by San Francisco, who re-signed him, by the way. So he's he's a little bit of a dark horse, I think, for San Francisco. He's just such an unlikable guy for whatever reason. Apparently. Yeah, people just don't like. He does not get along well with others. Right, what do you got in he's geography the, history? The opposite of Gronk. Yes, he's ungronk, not Gronk. Uh, you you want a, one more sports one? Sure. Since yeah. I didn't give you anything football, and I got some Super Bowl stuff piling up. I wanted to get through. Great. Okay, for ten points each, give me number one and number two all time in Super Bowl points scored. For 10 points each, give me number one and number two all-time in Super Bowl points scored. These are players that have scored the most Super Bowl points. Oh. I think one one is – I think they're both gettable. One's easy. Sort of should jump out. And then I think uh, – Well, like Jerry Rice? Jerry Rice, number one, 48. Yeah, okay. 48. So do but, the math but on quarterbacks that. don't count though that because is, you're talking about like offensive well, position passing players. Passing touchdowns don't count. Yeah, is it Gronk? That's where I thought you were going. Uh, that's that's and where I went. He's four. He's now four points away. He's <sighs> one touchdown away from number two. Do you want to? I have no idea. That was the best second guess I could. Adam Vinatieri. Oh, we'll see. I, I would never have gone there unless we, that, if, unless I eventually I asked you about kickers. Yeah, that, that's what I thought. I thought Jerry Rice is the obvious one with the record. And then, well, uh, every Super Bowl I remember that dude in, and he, he was past Montana because he also was with Young. Right. And he had, well, didn't, I, I think. He played those like 40. Did he play a, Did he play with the Raiders also in the Super Bowl? No, nah, not in the Super Bowl, I don't think. I could be wrong, but I don't think he was on that Raiders team. Could be wrong, though. Gotcha. Um, Yeah, did. Did Brady and Gronk tie the Montana Rice connection in Super Bowls? I, I believe. I possible. think it's possible. Yeah. Jeez. Or, or, or break that. Uh, that's another one I'll oh, have a, to look up this week. Another reason for him to come back. You know, and there's no no reason to believe that team can't get back to a Super Bowl. Well, but, Gronk is 31. He is Kelsey's age. That's ridiculous. And in the last four seasons, they barely use him until they need him. It's it's almost like he doesn't show up. Until no, I would say they draft another tight end, and then they keep Brate, and they make those guys do the dirty work, and they use Gronk when they need him. That's well, don't the they already have O.J. Howard? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Use, they use, don't need another tight end. You no, know, Howard. Howard's going to be a free agent. He's not going to be there. Um, yeah, season. Oh, he's injury. a free agent this year? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. All right, uh, you ready to go geography history? Yeah. I got two gems here. This is actually my best round of geography history in a while. Nick, Robert Ballard is credit, uh, credited with discovering the remains of what? The Robert ba- Ballard? Yeah, the Ballard of Robert. The Ballard of Bob. Robert Ballard is credited with discovering the remains of Machu Picchu? Yeah, I like it. That was a good guess. <laughs> no, Robert Ballard <laughs> discovered the remains of the Titanic. 
Nick. Oh, wow. Yeah, how do you even I, – I, how do you even find something like that? It's just insane. That's yeah. insane to me. He Well, that's – it was his life's mission, and he pinpointed the whole nine. I mean, that and, thing sunk in 1912. Like, what was the – what were we using in 1912 to pinpoint something <laughs> in the middle ice, of – They didn't have, they weren't able to pinpoint an iceberg. Right, right. On the biggest ship ever built or whatever. Yeah, what? he's still alive, by the way. He was a naval officer. Yeah, Robert Ballard was in. He was born in 1942. So, so does he get to keep all that stuff? He discovered the Titanic in 1985. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I mean that is incredible. That is 80 years basically underwater. Wow. That's impressive, right? Get that I guy's name. I wonder if him finding it inspired James Cameron to make the because the movie is about them. Finding it, kind of. Yeah, no. Know, it, or at least the story the goes. The Cameron movie. made the movie so he could get an underwater trip to explore the Titanic remains. So yeah, that's yeah, that's why he did it. It had only been discovered a decade before, so and it hadn't really yeah. been photographed at a high level. Um, right. You know? Well, the movie was released in '97, so right. you're talking twelve, 12 years. years. Start, and that movie took longer than any movie to make. In Two and a half years, right? right. So, so he yeah. started, I'm sure as soon as he read that, like it, that went on a quest for the guy. You know what I mean? As soon as Cameron had enough prestige to make that happen. You know, he didn't do that many uh, things, but yeah, it's it's crazy stuff. So, all right, what do you got for me? Geography, history. Um, do you know the deepest lake in the United States? What is the deepest lake in the United States? I know in Russia it's like Lake Baikal. <laughs> Doesn't help uh, me now. It is though. the deepest lake in the world. In the world, right. Doesn't help me now. No, this is the deepest lake in the U.S. Is it one of the Great Lakes? It is not. Okay. Um, lake Mead? No, it is the lake that has a name that sounds like it would be a deep lake. Lake Sunken Water. I, I have no idea, man. I have no idea. I, All right, I, located in Oregon, what is the deepest lake in the U.S.? No? No, doesn't do anything for me. Crater Lake. Oh, yes. That would certainly make sense because of the crater. Yes. yes. Crater Lake is the deepest lake in the U.S. Yeah, it's a cooler name than Lake Baikal. Um, yes. Oh, awesome question! I, did, I had no, absolutely no yeah, idea. Crater Lake. Do you remember actually, what the name? Sounds like it should be the deepest, and it is actually the, the name of the biggest lake in Mexico, Nick. Uh, Tabasco? No, Chapala. I gave it to you last week on Groundhog's Day. I, I already <laughs> forgot. Chapala. <laughs> it's coming next year. Be ready for it. Those questions. Like, those questions are coming Chipala. every Groundhog Day for you until you get them all. Uh, I'm just going to keep going over and over. All right. Um, Nick, what family has the most Nobel Prizes collectively? Okay. I'm going to say the Curies. You are all over it. Yes. Did you know not only did uh, both husband and wife win multiple, they had a daughter who won one. I did not know the daughter, but I knew that she won multiple and she was married to somebody who had won. So that that's... You got it. That's why I guess, but no, I didn't realize. So they have five total. Ta- five total. The yep. The Curie Smart. family. Smart, Smart people. people. Smart, Smart people of the world procreate. Good Smart. things can come of it. Smart That's like the people. the Chinese like getting Yao Ming next to the champion volleyball player. It's like you two get in a room. 
<laughs> Yao Ming's parent. Or Yao Ming is the product of that. I'm sorry. They got the tallest guy in China and this and champion volleyball, volleyball player. And they're like, you two are going to go hang out. See and what happens. No we, pressure. And we're going to... And we get to keep whatever the uh, right. <laughs> product of that is. We will raise the product of this relationship. We'll All right. not be able to move out of China. I'm ready to entertain the people, Nick, for the final round. How about you? Let's go. Okay. What do you have for me? Because I gave you Curie last. All right. Uh, this is this is really hard. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie and say it's not. And I, I I don't know any other way to really ask this, but. I just found this whole story so interesting, so you're going to just kind of have to... I like those. Those are fine. You know, I, I, I wish there was a way I could make this easier. I run into that all the time. It, it's it's a movie that you're very familiar with. I think you know this guy, so I'm just going to go with it. But anyway, what comedian's years at Florida State were the inspiration for the movie Van Wilder? What comedians' years at Florida State were the inspiration for Van Wilder? So you remember, we were in college around this time, and they would always come out with the top party schools of the year. Sure. Well, so Florida State was the number one party school. Absolutely. This particular year. And uh, Rolling Stone Magazine did an article about the number one partier at the number one party school. Oh, that's amazing. And it was this comedian... Before he was famous. Before he was famous, and Oliver Stone bought the rights to do a movie, but never made the movie, and sold it to National Lampoons. Sold the script or whatever to National Lampoons, and they made the movie Van Van Wilder. Wilder. And this guy had nothing to do with it. Oh, my God, that's amazing. So, all right, it's got to come. He went on to become a famous comedian, and he even admits that Rolling Stone confirmed the story, but yet he had nothing to do with the actual making of the movie, but it was based on him and being the number one partier at the number one party school. And he's a comedian, and he's famous, but had nothing to do with any other. Like I said, he had nothing to do with the making of the movie. I'm just trying to line it up because I don't remember exactly when Van Wilder even came out. Uh, I think it might have been like what two thousand four or five or something like that, right? Is that am I somewhere there? So maybe so. So it the Rolling sounds, Stones did that. Like... It, it must have been in the mid nineties, right? Yes. Okay. So if the guy's in the mid nineties, he wasn't famous in college. He was twenty two, and then he became yeah, so famous. Van Wilder came out in two thousand and two. Okay. That's what it came out. So, so you got to figure ninety two. Do all the do all the math there, but and again, Oliver Stone bought it. But I mean, is it like Paulie Shore? So it was not. It was actually nineteen ninety seven. Was now, when Paulie Shore was working at the comedy club and uh, okay, his mom ran it, so he didn't go to Florida State. He's it nice. was a nineteen ninety seven Rolling Stone article. Okay, but remember, he was a. Multiple year senior, too. Right, he was 26. He's older than us. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's older, 20, 26. He's, oh, he's older than us, okay. okay. Yeah, because it was, it was the article came out in 1997 where we were, what, freshmen era, right? Uh, you know, that was our freshman I'm trying to think of somebody year. that even reminds me of that. Like, and I can't even do it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have a, like, Dane Cook. It, it, Good guess. I think you're thinking more of like because it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I'm trying to picture somebody like Who's Ryan like Reynolds. The guy who would be like in my fraternity, like party, like like picture more like picture. a Chris Farley type than a Ryan Reynolds type. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, you know. But 
you know, so, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> somewhere definitely, definitely you're on the right track there, but. Oh, God. Um, well, I know Spade went to school in Arizona. It's not going to be him. It's tough, too. Like, he's not as famous as those guys either, and that's what makes it. Like, he's definitely a stand-up comic. He's on Netflix. He's in that crew of, Like, Like know, a Greg Giraldo type guy? Yes, or... like that type of guy. Yeah. Exactly. Like, uh... he's not... He's not like nah, he, not, this guy could probably still go to a, a gross. You know, he could go to Wawa. And yeah, I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna get it. His name is Bert Kreischer. Oh yeah, I know him. I know he's the Bert. guy that does like the shirtless. Yeah, yeah, I know Bert Kreischer, but I, ne- you know what? He's still insane. He's still yeah. insane in turn. Like his whole shtick is still very much like I'm an insane partier still. But he's yes. yeah, he's like he's uh, very good with friends with Whitney Cummings. I had no idea. And Rogan, he's he's one yeah, of and Rogan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had no idea. Not not even yeah, the slightest idea. It's so hard. I don't know how to make that question any easier, but I knew, like, it just is kind of interesting, so I figured it was worth trying to get at. The but. number one partier I, at the number, the number one, one party, party school, Bart Kirshner. Bart Kirshner. <laughs> yeah, I could sort of see that. I could sort of see that. Just like, can you live for six years in a drunken stupor and survive? <laughs> Didn't you have a guy at your frat that was that guy? You had a dude who was we there. We had a guy who was a seventh year... When yeah, I was a freshman. What was his name? Kane. Yeah, Kane. That's right. It was like he's yeah he's been here since the the Nixon administration. I remember somebody <laughs> saying to me, "It's like he was a twenty five. Yeah, it's like that guy looks like he's way too old to be running <laughs> pledges around. He's like yeah he's been here for a while. That's fantastic. All right, I have a couple of gems for you. Um, no, I have a gem. I have a gem. The other one is gettable and interesting, but it's not really a gem. This one is a gem. What legendary guitarist was once in a band with Joe Pesci? I'll give you the band name if you want it. Uh, we're talking legendary guitarist? Yes. Joe Pesci was the lead singer of a band called Joey D and the Starlighters. What legendary guitarist was in Joey D and the Starlighters? This falls under the category, how the hell is this not more well-known? Johnny D and the Starlighters. Joey D. Joey D. Like Joe Pesci. Is Joe Pesci Joey D? Yes. Joe Pesci was Joey D. He was the lead singer. I didn't realize uh, Pesci wasn't his real last name. It might be. Um, Unless he had a stage name besides Pesci that he used. I'm sure Joey D was a stage name. In the band. Joey D does sound better than Joey P. I I don't know why, but it does. It sure does. Um, Joey D and the Starlighters. All right, now, and this is a serious band. This isn't like a joke band, and he was in Hollywood. and yep. like It's not like the Vampires or whatever that Johnny Depp was in. Was that the name of that? No, it's not, it's not a Vampi- celebrity band. What, what were they called? The Hollywood Vampires. Hollywood Vampires, yeah. It wasn't something like that where Pesci was already famous, and he got like some, like Joe Walsh to be in his band, right? Okay. No, it's not. It's not something fraudulent like that. All right. Well, all right. So Pesci. When did Pesci get big? Had to be in the seventies. It was already an act. You know, it was Raging Bull was in nineteen eighty. So there's so many great guitarists in that time period. Who is somebody maybe from like? I assume Pesci's from New York. So I'm thinking somebody from New York. In the 70s, uh, 
Could it be Lou Reed? No, but that's a good guess. That's definitely a good guess. You're not going to believe this, dude. What? Jimi Hendrix. What? The lead lead guitar player for Joe Pesci's band was Jimi freaking Hendrix. Yes. No way. Go look it up. that, That is unbelievable. How did we not know that? How is that not? I've read Jimi Hendrix's career bio probably 25 times. Joey D and the Starliners is an American popular music group formed by Joey D. The group is best known for the song Peppermint Twist. The group's most notable lineup is considered to be Joey D, David Briganti, Larry Vanelli, Carlton Lattimore, Sam Taylor, Willie Davis, Joe Pesci, and Jimi Hendrix. What? Let's see. Let's get the Jimi Hendrix uh, backstory here with this. Joey D and the Starliners. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. Joey D. It's D-E-E. Yeah, D-E-E. Joey D. Yep. Starting to see Paris. Taylor took his friend Jimi Hendrix with him to tell Joey D and Morris to let the young upstart play with the band. So, yeah, I mean, he was part of the, the musical mix, but he was not, you know, he was not like a, uh, a long-time member. But, yeah, they yeah, were in the Joe same group Pesci together. And Joe played guitar with the group. Yes. He's not he Joey D. not Joey D. No, Joey D is a different guy. Yep. Yeah, okay. Sam the, the Buzzman Taylor. Isn't that nuts? Garfield High School in New Jersey. Yep. Absolutely. Right, so Pesci was probably from New Jersey. Now that I'm thinking yeah, he is from Jersey. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, that's I, hey, I just find that insane. I was like, that can't be real. I was like, that can't be real. Yeah, j- j- all right. Uh, once played in the same band. Yep, yep. So before they became famous as actors, rock stars, respectively, Joe Pesci and Jimi Hendrix were in a house band called Joey D and the Starlighters. They played at a venue called the Peppermint Lounge in Manhattan. Yeah, it's hard to believe that Pesci's playing guitar on one side and Jimi Hendrix is playing on the other. I don't know. I, I agree. <laughs> I find right if you if you would bet me all the money I had on that fact I would have said no <laughs> probably not. All right, good one. I already dug that one out. Uh, I don't have anything that can top that, Drew. But I got one more for you if you if you want it. Okay, yeah, please. All right, uh, go with uh, go with this one. This, I kind of find this hard to believe, but there's only one person, one single Oscar winner, okay, whose parents are both Oscar winners. You'd think that would happen more often in Hollywood with, you know, famous people having famous kids. Right. But there's only one instance where somebody has won an Oscar and both of their parents were Oscar winners. God, I've heard this before, man. Who is I've that person? I've totally heard this before. It's not like it's Jamie Lee person. Curtis, is it? Oh, it's a good guess. God, I I don't think her mother was like uh, Blythe Danner. Gwyneth Paltrow. It's not right. Hmm. I don't think Blythe ever won one. It's not just nominated. It's got to be somebody who's won. So that's a great. <sighs> this would be a great multiple choice, though. If I had the person who it is. Gwyneth Paltrow and Jamie Lee Curtis. That would be the perfect. Uh, yeah, because I know there's or like ties. The Fonda. I could do the Fonda. Right, and girl. there's also uh, Drew Barrymore, right? Didn't Drew Barrymore, absolutely. She, she had Hollywood royalty. 
Uh, those are my best guesses. I know there's somebody I'm missing that's that's like oh like Liza Minnelli. Then she has it, Liza Minnelli. Oh, okay. So Judy Garland, but what about the dad? Yeah, uh, is it Rudolph Minnelli? What was his first name? He's a uh, he was a director. Oh, that makes total sense. Okay, I had no idea so, that he was a director. Yeah, that's what makes it. That's what makes it hard because the dad is not famous for. Oh, Vincent Minnelli. That's it. Vincent Minnelli. It sounds like an Irish name. I'm pretty sure he won for an American in Paris in 1951. So again, it's not something you would. Yeah, I mean, those are the short. I'll tell you She's what. That's a great image of the old man, though. That is a you. great like, picture round that we just put together. That with, is with those uh, family members. So I'll, I'll be look for that in a future round. Um, this is a, a, a decent one. I think you you'll get it just based on the. Um, the clue that I will give you after I ask you the question without the clue. Um, Everybody gets the clue. So what character, and I'm going to replace the word character as a clue, was played by Gary Cooper, Howard Keel, and Charles Bronson on the big screen? And if you want the clue, I will give you the clue. All right, one more time. What character, real-life character, so historical character, has been played by Gary Cooper, acting royalty, Howard Keel, don't know who he is, and Charles Bronson, no. love him. No, but Gary Cooper like predates almost anything that I could even think of being able to tie this to Charles Bronson. Like that's so. This is a real person, right? Real person, a historical figure. Correct. And so, if you want the clue, I'll give you the clue. Yeah, I need the clue because I what outlaw was played by Gary Cooper, Howard Keel, and Charles Bronson. All right, well, there's two outlaws that come to mind. <laughs> there's an extra clue. There is when, when you two. want the extra clue, which will, will lead you right there. Well, I just, at this point, I'm at 50-50. Is it Billy the Kid or is it uh, Jesse James? Nope. I'm going to say, oh, it's neither of them? Neither. Okay, go ahead. Give me the other clue. With a famous card hand named after him, what outlaw was played by Gary Cooper, Howard Keel, and Charles Bronson on the big screen? Wild Bill. Wild Bill Hickok, my friend. Yeah, I did. I did not know that. What? Yep. What, what was? Uh, what movie did Bronson play Wild Bill? Uh, Charles Bronson, yeah. Wild Bill Hickok, uh, The White Buffalo, nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah. Okay. And then Gary Cooper. I, I just have no chance of. Uh... Gary Cooper that, played Bill Deadwood. Hickok. The, yeah, uh, in the Plainsman. Show, right? The Plainsman. He played. Uh, you used to watch that show. Deadwood, I loved right? it. I loved Wild Bill in uh, Deadwood, and and the actor who played him in Deadwood. I might have to watch that. I never. I never watched that series. Never watched a single episode of it. Was Keith Carradine, who's related to David Carradine. Tough way to go. Tough way to go. Yeah, I believe Norm Macdonald had the the ultimate line on that. To me, the risk reward <laughs> is just way out of whack. Yeah, you're right. The risk reward. He's like, people always say, I'm not sure what happens to you when you die. I don't know what happens to you when you die. But I do know what happens to you exactly after you die. You are found. <laughs> <laughs> And that's not the way you want to be found. 
That's excellent way to break yeah. that down. Nor- Norm goes like this. is like, you know, uh, you leave that memory in the lasting head of your kid who finds you. They don't remember the good stuff. They're not like, oh, dad. I remember dad. Worked two jobs. Early morning at the coal mine. Came back totally covered in soot. Mom had to wash them down. I remember this one time. Came in late at night. Thought I was asleep. He just kissed me on the forehead and said, I love you, son. Uh, they don't remember any of that. They just remember <laughs> when you find him. <laughs> he lulls you into these <laughs> like the best oh, ever. Uh, so that's that's so funny. But yes, Wild Bill Hickok. Um, Keith. Keith, not David Carradine. All right, folks, that is it for episode 198. You got anything left? I'll, I'll take one more. No, that was it. All right. Eliza was my, was my last. Sadly, that was Nick's last <laughs> last question. All right, Nick. Well, uh, should we leave them on? I don't even know. Uh, something grateful. To- oh, here's something uh, that only us will enjoy. Uh, I want your over-under, okay? Over-under yeah. 50. How many times did Scarlet Begonias get played by the dead before they added fire on the mountain? Under. 48. Wow, close. 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 Isn't that awesome? So it's like yeah. you, you, you could always find your forever partner, folks. You just got to keep looking. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. Look out of any window any morning. Any evening, any day Maybe the sun is shining Birds are winging No rain is falling from a heavy sky What do you want me to do To do for you To see you through This is all a dream we dreamed one afternoon long ago Walk out of any doorway, feel your way, feel your way like the day before Around some corner where it's been waiting to meet you What do you want me to do To watch for you while you're sleeping Then please don't be surprised When you find me dreaming too
Short time to be there 